0: should never ever took no. yeah. yeah, I should just gone. Yeah, yeah. On my phone Welcome everybody to Off The Cuff. Yeah. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. We are just a couple days away from Christmas and just a couple of weeks away from New Year's. And I cannot believe that we're already here at this time again. It just seems like it gets it's here one minute. then it's here again the next minute because I remember last year's Christmas like it was yesterday because when I was wrapping presents I went out to my storage closet to get wrapping paper and boxes you know things that you use to wrap presents with and I was like man I just put these up it just felt like I put these up just a few days ago but you know days and time don't lie it has been a year So, has everybody been thinking about a New Year's resolution? A New Year's resolution is a tradition, and it's when a person makes a promise to do an act of self-improvement or something slightly nice, such as opening doors for people, beginning from New Year's Day all the way up to December 31st. Now, it's a pretty cool concept to think about a New Year's resolution. I have been trying to pick my brain to come up with a new year's resolution for myself. And I was going back through the show last year trying to find my new year's resolution, and it was to buy a house. Well, that was not accomplished. I did not get a house. And here's here's why. There is a few things that's keeping me from doing a lot of things that I want to do, and number 1 is income. I want to make more money because I want to be able to take out the amount of money that I want for a house. I don't feel like it's appropriate for me to just go out and buy a house that I don't really want to live in because that's a big investment. That's a lot of money. And I'm not going to spend a lot of money, that much money, on a house that I don't really like because if you buy a house, you better like it because it's yours for a long, long time. Yeah, you can get rid of it at any point, but it's easier said than done. Now, if you're looking for some New Year's resolution ideas, you know, you can always go with the typical. I want to eat healthier, I want to lose weight. I want to quit procrastinating. So there's, you know, the common New Year's resolutions. And then, you know, there's some people who say, "Oh, I want to find me a significant other. I want to spend more time with the people that matter to me. I want to meet uh, more people. I want to become more active. I want to give up cigarettes. I want to earn more money." So, that could be some ideas for new year's resolutions now mine was the last one i just said earn more money even billionaires are always looking for ways to earn more money and we common folk we can definitely use an additional source of income to make life a little bit more comfortable so i've been thinking about ways to make more money so i am a college professor through my primary position and i also uh, own my own company so i do make income from both of those so i need to find something to make more money so i was thinking what do i have that could possibly do that well the podcast off the cuff i need new sponsorships so i am going to try to get sponsorships for off the cuff to make off the cuff more dough and to put a little bit of cha-ching cha in my pocket Uh, I have been a little slow on getting guests to come on the show. I know our last guest has been Brandon K. Hampton, but this has been a crazy, crazy year. 2016 has not been the best year for me. A lot of personal things have come up um, in my family that has kind of uh, put a big, fat damper on the year. Um, I did lose my grandmother also back in June, which was a pretty hard hit to me. She was 96 years old. But, you know, I am at peace with it because she did live such a long life and my family was surrounding her, uh, you know, on her last day of life, including myself. I was there, but there was it still doesn't make it any easier that she's gone. And I just I feel like that 2016 is a year that I'm definitely a year that I can. Look back on and say that I did learn something. I did come out of that year a little bit wiser, a little bit smarter, a little bit stronger. And if you can do that, if you can take a negative and turn it into a positive and look at the good things that come out of certain situations, then you've succeeded um, in that situation. And so I just want to say goodbye 2016 and hello 2017. Hopefully 2017... Is a good year. I do want to make more money. I do want to spend more time with the people that I love, of course. Reduce my stress. All of that good stuff. But so a lot has been happening since uh, I last left you here on the podcast. Uh, Kanye West, I was telling you about him tripping out. He flipped out. He was put in a psychiatric ward. But he has been back in the media because he has met with the most powerful man in the world, President-elect Donald Trump, who takes office on my birthday, January the 20th, 2017. He met with Trump, and according to Kanye West's Twitter, he said that he wanted to meet with Trump because if he wanted to make change in the world, he had to do it by conversing with the most powerful man in the world. And he says, and this is his quote, I feel it is important to have a direct line of communication with our future president if we truly want change. He said these issues, he said he wanted to meet with Trump to discuss multicultural issues and these issues included bullying, supporting teachers, modernizing curriculums and violence in Chicago. I don't know what went on in that meeting. I still think Kanye West does everything for a publicity stunt. I think that he likes to pretend like he wants to do good for this world, but he does it for show. I think he wants to do it for his own ego. He want, if he wants to do some type of change, it's not to benefit the lives of other people. It's for his own ego. He's crazy. He's a crazy man. He, I mean, he says he wants to talk about bullying. Does, I mean, what do you think he does on a daily basis to people when people play his music. His music talks about bullying. You know, I know he has that one song uh, talking about style, and don't talk about style to me. I'll embarrass you. You're gonna embarrass somebody? You're so you're telling me you're gonna bully somebody? Does people remember what he did to Taylor Swift when he when Taylor Swift won an award fair and square? And he got up to the microphone and said, Your video wasn't as good as Beyoncé's, basically telling Taylor Swift, her video sucked and she didn't deserve it. I mean, that's bullying. And he says he wants to talk about bullying. So Kanye West, I don't know. And he retracted on his 2020 run for president and made a hashtag on his Twitter, hashtag 2024. So I guess that's insinuating that he does not want to run against Donald Trump. He wants to wait until Trump is out of office because he's saying that Trump is wanting to run in 2020 And he's not going to run against Trump. So he's just going to wait until the following term. But sorry, ladies and gentlemen, if I sound a little stomped up. I am a little stomped up. My allergies have been killing me. And I've been sneezing. I've been coughing. I just feel it in my my head, the stomped up cold. So I do apologize. But the show must go on. So... Enough on Kanye West. Let's make a transition here locally to Kentucky basketball. Now, everybody knows that I'm a Kentucky basketball fan. The show Off the Cuff is recorded live from Lexington, home of the Wildcats. I have to mention how good Kentucky basketball is. I have never seen a more athletic squad than what I see this year. This team is unbelievable. They... Played against North Carolina on Saturday. And they won the game by the skin of their teeth, 103-100. to And it was probably the best game that I've watched in the last 10 years of Kentucky. Um, And I say that because I know that there's probably another exciting game that's been out there, but I just can't think on the top of my head of what it is. But that game right there, North Carolina-Kentucky, was absolutely Amazing. Malik Monk was out of his mind with 46 points. He kept shooting. He kept making them. When a player is hot, when a player is on fire, then you sometimes just got to step outside the, step out of the way and let the player play. At the end of the game, UK was down, and they had possession of the ball to be up again, and Coach Cal told Malik Monk he wanted him to drive the ball. Well, Malik Monk basically to himself said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot the three because I'm hot. And he was. And I completely agree with Malik Monk. Sometimes you just got to know your gut, know your game, and know whether or not you can make the shot. That stuff right there, that's Michael Jordan's stuff. That's Kobe Bryant stuff. That's Magic Johnson stuff. When you know not to listen to your coach and you know that you can make that shot regardless of what your coach says or your teammates say you know that that shot's going to go in when it leaves your hands i mean that's the type of player that you are you just have i mean you are up there with the big boys when you know how to do that and he knew he'd make it and he shot it and he made it and they asked hal about if he was upset or what he thought about monk not listening to him after that and monk and Cal basically said what I said. Play ball, kid. He just stepped out of the way and let him play. I mean, what's he going to say? He won the ball game. Can't give all the credit to Malik Monk. De'Aaron Fox with over 30-some points in the game. He's the fastest guy I've ever seen on Kentucky's court. Faster than John Wall. I think he's a better point guard than John Wall. He's going to be a better point guard than John Wall in the NBA. Love everything about that kid. Love his, I love his athletic ability. I love his speed even love his sponge hairdo. That's what they call the hairdo, the sponge. It is the best backcourt that I've ever seen at Kentucky by far. And we've had a lot of good backcourts with Bledsoe and John Wall and uh, Brandon Knight and I believe it was Liggins. But this year is definitely the best backcourt that we've had. And now, it's hard to say best point guard ever at UK because De'Aaron Fox is only going to be here one year. And I hate to give that title to a player that only plays one year. But I saw a lot of disappointment in some players, Isaac Humphreys. He does not fit in with the team. He is a good ball player, but he's not great. And he is playing with some great players. And when you play with great players and you play on the stage – that the Kentucky Wildcats are always playing on, when you've got that many sets of eyes on you and you're on a national television level, you're going to get exposed, whether you're a good player, a great player, or a bad player. Now, I'm not saying he's bad. He's good, but he's just not great. He made some unnecessary turnovers. He gets out-rebounded often, and he's just not strong enough to be his size. Another player that disappointed me was Winyan Gabriel. Now, Gabriel is a player who's inconsistent. He can have a good game. He can have a bad game. But more often than not, he's having more bad games than good. The man can't defend. He gets out-rebounded. He needs to learn how to defend the ball, and he's getting exposed. Derek Willis had a hell of a season last year, but this year, not so much. The only thing he knows how to do is shoot, and when his shot is off, He's terrible because that's all he can contribute. He can't dunk hardly. He can't rebound. He cannot play defense. And he's slow as molasses. But he can shoot. And he can shoot the daylights out of the ball when he's hot. But when he's not, that's about it. He can't really do much. So but the team in general, I think that as a whole, the team is good. They're ten and one. They got Louisville Cardinals coming up next. That's on Wednesday. Now that game is going to be a huge matchup. It always is. Patino versus Cal. Patino has only beaten Cal one time since he since both he and Cal has been coaches in Kentucky. And I love that rival. I don't think the players really love the rival as much as the coaches and the fans. They really don't understand it like the people in Kentucky because, you know, we're here every day. We're in the day-to-day. We know the rival. We know our school. We know our, our team. We know the rivals and the ins and outs of the rivals. But it's a huge game for us. And I think the players do get a sense that it is an important game, but not to the extent that the fans do. And whether the coaches like to admit it or not, they have – a huge sense of how important this game is. And that's whether we're talking basketball or we're talking football. That's why it was so great when Kentucky beat football, in, or when Kentucky beat football, I'm sorry, when Kentucky beat Louisville in the Governor's Cup game this year. Speaking of U.K. football, they go to Jacksonville, Florida at the end of December to play in the bowl game on New Year's Eve day, they play Georgia Tech. Now the spread is pretty much up in the air in Vegas. Could go either way. I'm gonna say Kentucky's gonna win that game. I do think that Kentucky's gonna win the game. I think that Kentucky has just got a lot of momentum right now. Kentucky has just went back and made improvements to become a better football team. They've made improvements on both ends, defensively and offensively. And they have had these all-star freshmen. Benny Snell, what a player. That kid has become a freshman All-American. And he is one of the best running backs in college football. And I think he has punched his ticket to the NFL in the future. And I think that with players like Benny Snell and Boom Williams, and Jordan Jones, that Kentucky will come out on top for the bowl. It will be Kentucky's first bowl in, what, eight years since Rich Brooks. And Kentucky needs it. Mark Stoops needs this. The football program needs this. The fans, the state, we all need this bowl game. So good luck to the Kentucky Wildcats down in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm a little jealous that you're going to Jacksonville, Florida. You know, you get to spend New Year's where the sunshine. It's beaming down on you. You're near the water, and we're back here in Kentucky in this cold, blistering weather because it's been so cold here. But that's, that's Kentucky weather. Um, aside from UK sports, I want to talk about Moorhead State University for just a minute. Now, those of you all who don't know, I am a graduate of Moorhead State University. That is my alma mater. Big basketball fan, went to a lot of basketball games. And when I was there, Donnie Tyndall was the head basketball coach at Moorhead State. He stayed there six years. And when Donnie Tyndall left Moorhead State's basketball program and went to Southern Mississippi, they hired Sean Woods. Now, when Tyndall left, I was graduating. So Sean Woods came, his first season at Moorhead State was my first year out of Moorhead State. So I never really did get to watch much. Moorhead State basketball under the direction of Sean Woods. I did, however, go to the CBI tournament last year and watch Kentucky play in that. But Sean Woods, no longer the coach at Moorhead State, he resigned. Why? He hit a player. Now, I 100% agree with the dismissal of Sean Woods. He did resign, but come on now, let's be real. He resigned, in my opinion, due to a forceful resign. They gave him the option to resign or be fired. They probably took him in a room. Now, I don't know this to be a fact at all, but I'm assuming they probably brought Sean Woods in and they said, Sean, this is what's going to happen. This is what we got to do. Uh, we recommend you to resign. If not, there's going to be some consequences where it probably is going to end up in termination, and it's going to be tougher on you as a basketball coach to find other employment Or move on from this if you get fired. So it's just better off to resign. So he made the right decision by resigning. But I do got to say that it was the best decision for the program. Now, I don't know Sean Woods from Adam. But he just appeared to always be a hateful person. He always had a hateful demeanor about him. Like he always had a bad attitude. And I've heard from a couple friends of mine who worked in the athletic office that they would work there for Two, two and a half years, and Sean Woods would not even bother to learn their name. He would talk to them, but it was always a screaming conversation because he was mad because they did something or um, he didn't respect their position as a GA. And they said that Sean Woods really wasn't a people person. He wasn't Mr. Personality of the Year. But it come across like that to me. Now, I'm a pretty good judge of character, and I'm pretty good at reading people, and Sean Woods, the energies and the vibes that he gave off when I was around him during uh, the little bit of Moorhead State games that I attended, he just seemed to throw off this vibe where he was just not a very friendly person. And his first year at Moorhead State, he had an incident with a player named Devin Atkinson where he made the kid cry on national television. They were playing the University of Kentucky's basketball team. Uh, Devin did something to get fouled out or get fouled to cause Morehead State a a play or some points, and Sean Woods went off on him, screaming at him in front of the entire uh, arena, in front of the entire team, and the cameras was right on him and caught everything on camera, and there it was on national TV, and it caused a big uproar. Uh, he was very forceful with Devin. He was pulling him, jerking him around. And Moorhead State had a decision to make of what they wanted to do with that. Well, I basically said he needed to be let go because you should never, that should be the zero tolerance policy, is putting your hands on players. There's a lot of things that coaches can do that can put them on probation a recruiting violation, something of that sort. But hitting a kid, hitting a player, no, absolutely not. He needed to be fired that day. Morehead State made their decision, and they just suspended him for one game. I was shocked. I was totally against that decision and totally disagreed with it because where there is smoke, there is fire, and obviously – He didn't learn from his one-game suspension and ended up a couple years later getting exposed for doing this several times, putting his hands on players. But what happened in this particular situation is he was playing a game in Evansville, Indiana, and smacked a player in the chest forcefully pretty hard, probably, probably to where it knocked the breath out of this player, and the player, during halftime, went up and told the team police officer, that, who travels with the team, and the cop told, he called the Evansville, Indiana police, and they opened up a, an investigation on Sean Woods. And Morehead State suspended Woods during the investigation and come back with the resignation of Sean Woods. So um, I've got the story pulled up right here. It says, after Moorhead State played at the University of Evansville on November 19th, Malik Madeline and Sofian Dekata informed a Moorhead State police officer that Woods assaulted them during the game, television station WKYT reports. Madeline said that Woods backhanded him in the chest during halftime. Dekati said Woods shoved him during a timeout and once in the locker room. I don't care if it's a shove, if it's a backhand, if it's a kick, if it's a slap. That's equivalent to me as a punch in the face. Don't hit a player. But Sean Woods, his basketball career could quite possibly be over. Now, I think that the guy should never coach anywhere again because he's going to do this again. I don't think that a man like that can control his temper because basketball coaching is full of emotions. I've never done it. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that. Now, coaches have done a lot worse and have come back to coaching Billy Gillespie. Look at Bobby Knight. Um, they've bounced back on their feet. So, Sean Woods, I'm not saying that's in, that it is impossible that he could bounce back, but his coaching career could very well be over. Ladies and gentlemen, Carol Brady of the Brady Bunch passed away. Florence Henderson. Now how sad is that? She was on the hit television show, The Brady Bunch, uh, for four years, had four seasons, and did several Brady Bunch movies, and was very iconic in the entertainment world because of her portrayal as Carol Brady. She died on November 24th of this year in Los Angeles. She was surrounded by her family. And, you know, that just, it really, when I heard the news of Florence Henderson, you know, she died at the age of 82, which was a pretty long, good life. But when I was thinking about that, it really just reminded me of how fragile life is and that how nobody is promised of tomorrow. You know, that woman, she's no longer here in this world. She's no longer here. Everything that she accomplished, everything that she did in this life, She's no longer here to see it. She's gone. And that is just a wake-up call for how fragile and short life is. So enjoy your life. You only have one life to live. Be happy. Be positive. Turn your negative thoughts into positives. Believe in yourself. And enjoy this world as much as you can because it comes and goes. A hundred years is all you got. Hardly anybody lives past a hundred. And hardly anybody lives to a hundred. So I just threw out the age 100 because that's pretty much at most what you could get. Now, if you can get up to 80, that's pretty good. And that's pretty much average of what people are living these days is 80. But if you can get up to that, congratulations. You know, I'm about to turn 29 years old. Getting older doesn't bother me because it's a privilege. Aging is a privilege. And some people don't get to make it to their 18th birthday, their 19th birthday. And I've got to see almost 29 years coming up here in a couple weeks, January 20th. So that is my message for 2016 for you New Year's buffs about to make a New Year's resolution. Just live life, be happy. Because at the end of the day, all that really matters is that you're happy. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the show. I'm Adam Banks. This has been Off the Cuff. We will be going on a two-week holiday hiatus, which means we will be taking a two-week break from Off the Cuff so we can get through the holidays, get through Christmas, get through New Year's. But we will be back with some jam-packed action here on Off the Cuff bringing you more exciting material, bringing you more exciting guests. I will start working on that. I give you my word. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Adam Banks. We will see you in the next episode. This has been Off The Cuff. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. You was right, right. I was wrong. Right. Yeah, I should have no. yeah. yeah. just gone. Right. Yeah. yeah, fantasy on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah.